0: What's good, everyone? A huge welcome to the kickback series of the Black Business Student Association of MIT Sloan. Uh, In honor of Black History Month, we're dropping a podcast episode every week of February, showcasing four black student stories across four chapters in the Sloan journey. So whether you're 10 seconds from clicking submit on your applications or in a complete state of confusion on whether you want to do an MBA, we hope this conversation offers you steps towards clarity and ultimately good energy your way. So I'll be your host, Lena Haridine, second year MBA at Sloan, and co-president of the Black Business Student Association. And this week, we are joined by Waukego, uh, first year MBA at MIT Sloan, and a former manager at Accenture. Welcome to the show, Waukego. Hi. And for those who don't know, this is actually our two-year friend Uh We met on my last in-person project at Accenture, so that's pretty special. <laughs> So I'm really excited to just dive into your story. Uh, I'd love for you to start by telling folks a bit about your background before deciding to get an MBA.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So as you know, because you were there, I was previously at Accenture doing supply chain consulting with a focus on innovation. And I had been doing that for five years, was having a pretty good time. um, And then the pandemic happened. So with that, I kind of began to explore new avenues and decided to come to Sloan.
0: Maybe take us back to actually that moment, maybe that was at Accenture, maybe it was before, of that moment of intrigue and that like spark that made you really start thinking about applying to an MBA. What did that general moment look like for you?
1: If I think back to it, it was probably... Not too long after we had first met for I think I say the first time, so yeah, two years ago. Okay. And right when the pandemic happened, it kind of became apparent that we weren't actually going to be going back to travel mm. for a bit longer than we expected. And even though you know the, p- the pandemic was bringing a lot of I'd say attention to what was happening in supply chains around the world and supply chain was hotter than ever. Instead of feeling, you know, inspired by all these new challenges and opportunities, I kind of felt like it was perhaps time to reevaluate and step away. And so, you know, once I realized challenges in work were no longer as exciting, Mm -hmm. I was getting to travel and the perks that I cared about were no longer there, kind of stripped everything away and it became pretty clear that I needed a way to find a new direction. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's when I realized that maybe it was time to start considering an MBA.
0: Yeah, that's very fair. I think the pandemic really changed a lot of people's perspective on what their journeys look like. What were you literally thinking of what you'd hope to gain from an MBA experience?
1: I would say, coming into this, at least what I put in my cover letter and my application <laughs> essays. <laughs> Was that I was actually really looking to do a full career transition away from consulting mm-hmm. and get into the world of real estate, which is fairly challenging on its own. It's a very knit community, um, a lot of barriers to entry if you want to come in at a non-beginner position. Mm-hmm. Um, But in particular, I actually really wanted to make new friends. I felt like I was meeting a lot of really impressive people at work who were leaving to go do things. And I felt like... It was kind of rough to be in a situation where you're staying behind, and I realized I cared a lot about those relationships. Yeah. And if I went to school, I could make more of those relationships, meet more amazing people, make new friends, and also, I think at the same time, give myself time to slow down and think mm-hmm. and figure out what I actually wanted to do. Um, because you know, everyone changes their mind a little bit while in school. Is it still going to be real estate? It's going to be real estate and entrepreneurship. Will I do a startup? All these things, it's nice to have time to actually consider instead of, you know, having to jump right into the next thing and take that next company offer.
0: Yeah, I love that. Having that space. And I'm sure that that was a, probably a bit of a difficult decision, too, knowing the investment. Like, would love okay. to talk about a bit of the cons. Like, what were also some of the things that gave you pause and hesitation before deciding to go into the application process?
1: Okay, so first one of course money mm-hmm. um, it's definitely hard coming from a career where you are progressing making a good salary and getting great perks to realize then that you're going to make no money yep. <laughs> for a couple of years and then take on student loans on top of that And so that was definitely one of my biggest concerns and things I worried about. What I was kind of fortunate about was that I had been prioritizing paying off all my student loans from my previous schooling. So I was in an okay place, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't have like a huge savings buffer. I was in an okay place to make this decision. It still Mm -hmm. felt really uncomfortable. But probably what saved me was Mm -hmm. the fact that I wouldn't recommend this for everybody. I actually only decided I wanted to apply for business school three months before the round one deadline.
0: Okay, we definitely have to talk about this. (laughs) So you applied round one. I applied round one. Okay.
1: So I just didn't give myself time to stress because I knew I had to meet every deadline I was setting for myself if I wanted to make it.
0: Mm. Okay, let's actually, let's talk a little bit about the process then. Because I feel like that's a really good segue. This process is definitely very self-reflective but in a way you have to get out of your bubble first figure out your story but then get out of your bubble and then allow others into your story to really get to the finish line yes how did you find you know in those three months that support system the people who are really instrumental for you getting to the application
1: i would say i leaned incredibly heavily on friends and family, folks like you, Mm -hmm. who I knew had gotten into B-School and were planning on going. Honestly, there was one of our co-workers in the Boston office. She actually, coincidentally, is also at MIT Sloan. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mentioned I was interested in going to business school. And she said, oh, I have, you know, all the GMAT books. Just come, please get them out of my house. You can have them tomorrow. (laughs) And if not for her literally giving me those books, Mm. I feel like I would have been so stressed out about the whole studying process. Yeah. And so people like that who I kept just really like leaning on and like appreciating and getting guidance from helped make this super complicated process make sense in 12 months. You know, I talked to people, they said, Pick your schools, but first things first, pick your recommenders. Yeah, Like, no one's going to be able to tell your story because they need the most lead time to get things done. Then, when you finalize your schools, communicate with them. Give them them those updates. And, you know, I also did lean on some friends who were in MLT, mm -hmm. who already had all of these things laid out for them, who felt like they could communicate with me and share that good stuff. So, between those friends, um, friends who were first years as well and people who had recently got in I just you know truly leaned into the network and I'm so grateful for them.
0: I love that yeah for those who don't know MLT's Management Leaders of Tomorrow they're um, a really great organization that helps people prepare for the MBA they also have like career prep which is more for undergrads Um, so I love that you got that support I'm really happy you did and you're saying you know how you had to go through the recommender process but also like after that figure out the schools um what were you you talked about you wanted to get a pivot into real estate among other things but what were like qualities you were looking for in an MBA program yes
1: so I had done the math um and I knew in order to justify the investment and the time I was taking it had to be a few things first of all it had to be a Highly ranked and reputable school that was known globally, mm-hmm. um, especially since I was interested in working internationally after. So in industrial development, um, I knew the name MIT would stand out, um, sometimes thanks to you know Iron Man and other times, <laughs> you know because of other you know great people. Um, it was also really important for me that it had inspirational alums. So I love, you know, like hearing Professor talk about some former students who then have launched this company and then being able to reach out some of those alums who are super friendly and supportive. So that was super important to me. And then thirdly, I would say was this opportunity for a dual degree. So I'm interested in real estate. A lot of the schools I applied to either had a real estate minor or the chance to apply for a dual degree in architecture or city planning for urban planning. So that was super important. And beyond all of those things, it was actually the quality of people that Mm -hmm. I was meeting. So I think I went to probably too many coffee chats at all the schools, but I really wanted to get a good, you know, a good feel for the kinds of people that were out there and that were in the school and that was really important to me for picking schools, let alone making decisions down the line.
0: Mm, yeah, that's great. I, I feel like I totally resonate with that as well.
1: Cool. How about we
0: talk a little bit about a part of the process that is so natural and human, and that's the element of comparison. Comparison can mean to other applicants or even to your peers, maybe even at Accenture who are not applying for an MBA, So how did that play into the season of your life? And how did you begin to calm that noise during the process?
1: Okay. (laughs) It's real. Yeah, it's so real. And I think part of that is also, you know, being the child of immigrants growing Mm -hmm. up in the Bay Area Mm -hmm. comparison is such a part of your life, that it's really hard to let go of, um. And, you know, a lot of times it's one of those things that drives you to get to where you are. So when it came to applications and once I had submitted everything, I was talking to one of my former coworkers who had also gone to school. And I think the words she told me were the most important. And it was that you've put in all this work to tell your story and you've come to understand who you are. Whatever admission decision you get shouldn't change how you value yourself and how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really important since it's very easy to use an MBA admission as like a sort of validation that you are a good person or better than other people. Mm -hmm. But at the core of it, it's actually about making sure that you are good with who you are and how you choose to present yourself. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I find that the whole process is definitely like an exercise in being able to have a narrative of what you want in life and what your values are, which I feel like the process alone, even of course going into a program is the ideal, but the process alone I feel like was so invaluable for that reason, like distilling it into very salient points and really getting a sense of what your journey is going to be in the short term and you might say things in the long term and you know things change over time but oh, yeah i feel like that that really helped a lot
1: it was yeah definitely an exercise a lot of uh, a lot of iteration mm-hmm. a lot of going back to the drawing board and sometimes getting your essays crossed out by friends <laughs> who are being honest with you in the best way yeah so
0: i feel like that honesty you mean like a they call it uh, internal board of directors, but you need people around you who is going to be really real with you and tell you the truth. And if something isn't landing with them, like you can you can go back and reiterate and not take that as failure, and more of just like making that that step towards getting to where you actually need to be.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, how about we talk a little? You talked a little bit about like Sloan specifically and like what qualities you're looking for and how that matched up there. I wanted to get to the decision process for you, that kind of step. So what were the points um, that you've mentioned that really took you to actually decide to matriculate?
1: Yeah, so I was very fortunate. Um, I did have a couple admissions. When it came to the final choice, it was very tough. Um, as mentioned before, I was looking for a school that had a good, you know, Reputation when it came to real estate, it had the potential for the dual degree. Sloan hit both of those marks, and then I was also looking at, you know, what kind of people were there. And when I was going through that, I was really assessing the, the you know, balance of kindness and intensity. So at some schools, a lot of people there are super future-oriented, very intense in a direction. Um, maybe less open to building a network because they have a path in mind in other schools people are all there for the network maybe a little bit less intense directionally and i felt like sloan was right in the middle of that spectrum which was really important to me Um, and it just felt like the more folks who i met i was kind of in awe of their passion and their interest but also felt like i could fit in with them almost like belong there and have these really casual conversations so it it felt the most authentic to me in terms of that like level of connection and then i will add on a little marketing pitch on the petty side (sighs) After all the schools I evaluated, it also came down to the desire to travel while mm-hmm. in school, mm-hmm. and the Boston Airport is so convenient to get to. <laughs> it has a lot of cheap flights, and just the thought that I can like be within 20 minutes of an airport and then have access to the globe instead of having to drive, you know, an hour and go to an unreliable airport or have really expensive <laughs> flights. It just didn't make sense. So just the location of Boston made perfect sense.
0: Mm. Hey, location is important. It is. And that's not pity. That, that's actually very uh, operationally accurate. So <laughs> um, awesome. So for our next question, imagine a prospective student, whether they're a Sloan prospective student or not, is sitting right here in the same room, So what would be your top piece of advice that you would
1: give them during this moment? Okay, there is a lot of great advice that you can find online. The one piece of advice that I think a lot of people gloss over, they stress about, is the exams. So when it comes to the GMAT, the GRE, all of that good stuff... I think there is this association with the GMAT that it is the best of the best and the exam that you have to get the best grade in to get into a good business school. As someone who previously studied engineering, um, I was actually more inclined to take the GRE because it was more in line with my thinking process and it made so much sense to me, but I spent a lot of time reframing my brain to work on the GMAT and I feel like that was actually a lot of mm. wasted energy mm-hmm. and so if I could go back in time this is all side I tell myself would be to do a practice test on both exams and see which one feels more like intuitive to you mm-hmm. and then go with that and mm-hmm. focus on building up your strength in that
0: mm. that's actually very true I know several people who took the GMAT weren't hitting the score they wanted transitioned to GRE and crushed it. And I feel like there's always this kind of, uh, this path of GMAT particularly for Mm -hmm. B school. And um, especially if you're thinking of applying to other grad programs, it might behoove you to actually consider the GRE. Great. Okay. So our our final question is really serious. So I think you just have to emotionally get ready for it. Okay. Okay. So, What would be the theme song to the season of your life? So from deciding to get an MBA to coming to Sloan,
1: what would it be? Um, Okay, so as I, you know, lean into this main character energy, Mm -hmm. uh, season one of the Waukego show. (laughs) Love
0: it. (laughs) I'd watch it.
1: Um, I have been listening to a lot of Georgia Smith. I love her. I love everything she's featured on. One of the songs that got me through the summer is Pang, Black Girls by Eni, um, mm-hmm. featuring Georgia with Amia Brave. And they're all so amazing, but that song is everything. It's so good, it's just perfection. And I honestly hope that my life ends up as amazingly as that beat does. <laughs>
0: I love the aspiration in that. I felt it in your core, and the passion. No, but thanks so much for joining us, Mokego. You're equally as incredible as that song, if not more. Um, Really, really happy that you came to join us. And thanks for tuning into the Kickback series. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Special thanks go to MIT Student Life, the Innovation HQ team, and the Boxel Lab. A music and arts innovation makerspace. Podcast intro is by the talented Matthew Karen, fellow MIT student. And if you found this podcast helpful, feel free to share with friends and colleagues considering the MBA process. Hang out with us next week where we talk about matriculating into Sloan.